Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Right now, let me bring in Tom Cooper, who is the director of the Hamilton Roundtable for Poverty Reduction. Yesterday, the Provincial Conservatives scrapped the basic income pilot project that the Liberals had implemented in the final months of their reign. Here is Lisa McLeod from the Conservatives yesterday. We will endeavor in the next 100 days to fix some of the systemic problems that we have seen in our social assistance programs but also uh, in the poverty reduction strategy of the previous government so that we can put more money in, the, in people's pockets and where they're able is to get them back into the workforce. Now, while some and perhaps many have applauded this as being consistent with the de- debt reduction efforts the Ford government was elected to undertake, it's equally prompted some and again, perhaps many to express their disappointment or their outrage. Um, one person who I know falls somewhere in that spectrum is the man I just mentioned, Tom Cooper. Uh, Where are you in that spectrum? Hey, Scott. uh, Much closer to outrage. In fact, I'm probably on the far end of outrage. This is a broken promise by the Ford government. They promised not once, but twice during the election uh, that they would keep the basic income pilot. There are 4,000 people across the province who are relying on this program, who committed in good faith to participate. There was a lot of challenge encouraging people to sign up for this basic income trial. People didn't trust the government. Uh, they didn't think uh, it would it would last. Um, but when Ford and his colleagues came out during the election and said, yes, we're going to let the pilot run its course, people put faith in that. And yesterday was a betrayal. It was a betrayal of those 4,000 participants across the province. It was a betrayal of the 1,000 here in Hamilton who have changed their lives, changed their plans uh, to coincide with what the government said they were doing. And today in studio, we have Alana, we have James, who have both been on the pilot project for several months. We have seen incredible changes, not just in their lives, but in the participants' well, lives. Explain. explain. For those who don't know or don't really understand, and we don't, you know, I want to keep it to a limited time, but explain briefly what this program is, how it differs from other social programs. Yeah, it was, it was a test by the previous provincial government to see how providing no strings attached income uh, could assist people uh, to move out of poverty, uh, get stable jobs, stay in their housing, eat healthier, stay healthier. And, and plus participate in the community. And, and to a person, I've seen positive changes in, in the people I know who've, who've enrolled in the project. And people are, are getting out there in the community again. They're going back to school. They're, they're looking to get uh, jobs and get better jobs. Uh, people are eating healthier. They have food in their fridge and in their freezer again. They are able to interact in the community, um, feel better about themselves. And, and so... The Ford government has basically cut people off at the knees now and and told them they're on their own. And that's completely unacceptable. It's a betrayal. To your mind, why is this better than welfare? Well, our social assistance system is broken. It is not working for people. Uh, not only are, are the rates woefully inadequate, if you're, if you're a single person on Ontario Works, you're getting about $721 a month to live on. If you look at the cost of, of even the most modest rental housing, a bachelor pad is going to cost almost that much on its own. You add in food, 
hygiene products, um, clothing, uh, a bus ticket so you could get around town to a doctor's appointment, a telephone so a potential employer can call you back. I, I find it really rich that we have Minister McLeod saying that the best social program is a job, uh, but the government isn't providing people with the resources to be able to get those jobs. Uh, they can't even afford a telephone uh, to call up employers and have employers call them back for an interview. You mentioned that we have uh, James Calera and Alana Baltzer. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Okay. In studio. Uh, they are both people who have been participants with this program. Uh, Alana, I'll go to you first because Tom was saying that this has that there has been positive results from this, that people here have For you, what are the positive results? How would this be different for you? How has this helped you so far, this program? Well, I'd say one of the biggest things is is a simple one, having a winter coat, being able to be warm in the winter and not have to worry about being sick. I've recently had my college applications done, submitted them just last night, regardless, well, earlier in the day before the news broke, because I woke up to the news I had taken up because I wasn't feeling well. I woke up to Tom calling me with these with this news. It has changed my life. I've been able to get healthier. I can eat properly. My dental issues have been going down as a result of having proper nutrition in my life for the first time since, God, at least a decade. And had you been on welfare? Had you been on social assistance before this? Yes, I was on Ontario Disability Support okay. Program. And so when you get this, what's the difference? When you're talking about all these things, How? what was the difference in income that you had that was now in your pocket from before? I was receiving 722 from ODSP. With basic income, I was receiving 191575. That's almost triple what I was receiving on ODSP. And it wasn't just the money. One of the best benefits I found is not having to deal with all the rules and regulations that ODSP puts on you. You want to do something, there's a form for that to fill out. And there's so much paperwork. And with basic income, you didn't have to do any of that. There wasn't paperwork there. James, you are in a slightly, I understand, different situation. You're working and have this as a supplement to correct. that. Is that a, as I understand? Yeah, correct. I still work part-time. Okay, so how, how did that work for you? What difference did it make for you then? Well, uh, before this, I, I actually worked for one of the major banks. I, I worked as a teller, precariously employed, couldn't get full time because that position is slowly going away because of an app, because of automation, yep. which, is, which is why this pilot project is so important too. The future of technology is going in, in such a way where we need to change our relationship to jobs as a culture, as a society. So I saw my job going away slowly. And the shift for me, uh, it gave me this psychological freedom. It gave me this this ability to look at, okay, what is it that I, that I want to do? Because I'm not getting paid very much at a job that I don't really like, that I see going away very quickly. And uh, I was able to actually explore my options. And since then, I've been doing, uh, I've been looking into entrepreneurial ventures. Uh, I don't plan on being on UBI for very long. I, I plan on using it as a springboard to entrepreneurship. I've been able to do art and play music and, and get out of my comfort zone I've, I've contributed more to society, to be honest, in the last five months than I did in the previous five years. I'm guessing you would probably know, because you may have heard this before, that some people hearing that would say, is that what this is for, though? As someone who had a job and could have kept working, is that what this is supposed to be for? I think what it's for is creating the stability for people to explore what their best talents are. For some people, for some people, it's, it's just to survive and live right. and be able to go back to school or, or eat good food. For me, it was, I was somewhere I, I wasn't very well suited for, 
And because of the stability, because of the um, the benefits that I had, because of all of the, the things that I didn't want to leave because of fear of, you know, not having a roof over my head, I didn't explore the other options. Since then, you know, I'm more efficient as a citizen now because I can do what I want to do, because I can do what I'm capable of doing and practicing the job skills, even if I'm not getting paid for it necessarily. I've been doing free work uh, for some businesses, uh, the one that I work for even, managing their social media. They can't afford to pay me more, but I can afford to give my time to them. And I've actually worked harder. I've woken up earlier. I've, 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 the, the amount that I've been able to do in such a short period of time is, is so much more than, than where I was and what I was doing, getting drained by the job that I was at. Tom, you mentioned a moment ago that um, it was difficult to get people signed up. I, I, I don't understand if the government says we're going to give you, as Alana says, from 770 to 1900, how is it difficult to get people to say, sign me up for that? That sounds great. Yeah, and you might think so, but what we're seeing today is is really the realization of those people's worst fears because there was a lot of trepidation about signing up for a government program that people thought wasn't for real. And, and we've seen that to be true today. Um, people were right not to trust government because uh, government, even though they say one thing during an election, uh, they are free once they have a majority to do whatever the hell they want. And we've seen the Doug Ford government do that. Um, they have betrayed uh, the trust of the people uh, who, who agreed to participate in this pilot. And I think people like Lana and like James and like the other 4,000 participants are pioneers. They're helping to show uh, not just us here in Ontario, but really the world what a basic income could look like. And the government didn't have the courage, it didn't have the vision uh, to see this project through like they said they were going to. So let me ask you a couple of questions that I imagine will be unpopular in this room right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ford government was elected, I think, I think most people would agree uh, largely on a platform to get the debt and the deficit under control, to find places to make cuts, to cut back on expenses that the Liberals had made. Th that's always going to be unpopular because we've heard from every group that's had anything cut. Yep. Toronto Council, everyone else is saying, you can't cut us, it's essential. How, If everything is essential... Where can cuts be made? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Scott, but I really do believe that poverty is costing us too much as a society. If we look at really the cost of poverty just to the healthcare system, it is huge. It's phenomenal. And we know just from the short statement that Alana made that she's staying healthier. Uh, if people can afford to stay healthier, if, if, if they get the medication they need so they don't get a, uh, an illness, they won't end up in the hospital. We know staying, you know, even a day in the hospital is, is costs much more than even one month's worth of basic income. And, and so this again is a, an investment in our collective future. Um, yeah, the Doug Ford government was, was, I suppose, elected on a platform of austerity, but they were also elected on the basis of keen, keeping this particular project going. They said so on two occasions. Um, and, and so, again, I think this is an outright lie that they foisted upon the people of Hamilton, the people in Thunder Bay and in Lindsay, who are also participating in this project. And I find it deplorable. Do you know, do you have any um, way of knowing if this had been extended across the province as a fully 
covered, not just three centers, but a fully covered program. How many people would be eligible for this in this province? Any idea? Yeah, we're, we're not quite sure the exact numbers. Uh, we know the uh, parliamentary budget officer in Ottawa did a study based on the, on the framework of the Ontario pilot to look at what a basic income across the country could potentially look like. And uh, it, was in, it was in the range of about $50 billion annually. Um, but again, we know uh, just the costs of poverty uh, are upwards but I'm range. And the reason I ask is because I wonder if that's also part of the, the th- maybe part of the thinking here is that, okay, if we keep this thing going and we now have to expand it to everybody, the costs again, and I mean, it's a debate about what the costs are, as you just outlined it, but the costs would go through the roof for social assistance compared to what we're paying now. Yeah, the co- un- unfortunately, Scott, the, the costs are going through the roof on social assistance anyway. And uh, we know it's not a sustainable system. Um, not only are people not... Uh, getting enough in benefits uh, to live on, uh, but we we know there's huge costs to society as well. So I mentioned the healthcare costs. There's there's housing. People aren't able to afford to keep their rental accommodations. They're being evicted. Um, they're ending up homeless. Uh, that's again going to have a huge cost. We're losing potential of an entire generation of kids who aren't able to attain the education uh, that they they should be able to, um, and that's going to have a cost to society down the road as well. We know when people uh, are given a bit of a, a leverage to move out of poverty, they contribute to society, they pay taxes, and I, I personally think basic income was a, an in extremely good investment. Um, again, the government just didn't have the courage to see it through. Have one minute left, 30 seconds each. Uh, what now, Alana? What do you do now? Well, I keep, I'm keep. i planning on keeping the plans I had made in place. They're just going to take a lot longer to achieve now. And there is something I would like to say to those who voted for Ford. If he could break a promise to us, to the most vulnerable, to the various social service organizations, he's going to break a promise to you too. You may as well expect it it'll come rug pulled underneath you like it was done to us. And it's not right and it's not fair. James? Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm going to continue operating the same way that I was. Um, and, you know, I, I think in the next few months I'm going to be starting a, a business. That's the pro- trajectory for me. But uh, I think economically to stop the program is very short-sighted. I have a degree from McMaster Economics. And, you know, the economy is not just dollars. The economy is human. The economy is community. The economy is is healthy ecosystems and healthy people. And uh, to, to be so short-sighted and to think of only the budget in the short term is, um, I think, uh, a really poor decision, and I hope they reconsider. James, Alana, Tom, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.